to the Average Sports Guys podcast with Eddie and Marcus. Ah, we're back. Episode two. Yes, sir. Average Sports Guys podcast. Like I said, episode two today is uh, March 26th. Man, this month is flying by. Hey, Marcus, flying. Marcus, why don't you go ahead and um, why don't you go ahead and pitch the website? Bruh, we just finished the website this weekend. It is AverageSportsGuys.com. Money. You can go there. Um, you can follow us on any major um, social media account. And That's you can- Twitter. That's Facebook. Instagram, YouTube, everything. So you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at MarcusASG23. And you can find me on Twitter at EddieASG12. So, man. All right. Well, let's just get into it, Marcus, man. What you been up to since the last time, you know, we did a little something? You know, um, you know, as I'm a teacher, um, as you know, I'm a teacher and, you know, it's just the time of year. We're just getting your kids ready for, you know, testing and things like that. So I've been, you know, just doing a little bit of park prep because, you know, I'm a math teacher, uh, sixth grade math. Yeah, man. My head is off to you because uh, <laughs> numbers and kids, nah, having three is enough. Yeah, I hear that. And it's one of those things where, you know, you know, sometimes, you know, throughout the long day, you know, you got to find ways to make especially math interesting. And one way I try to do it is using, you know, statistics and and stuff from sports that I talk about on here on this podcast. No doubt. And it's one of those things where I try to make connections, especially with a lot of my boys through sports. Like I told I, I told a kid I was an uh, I was an Eagles fan and, you know, this kid shows up literally like the next day with an Eagles hoodie. And he's been wearing it all week. Like I swear, like I don't even think the kid washed it. You what? know, so it's just one of those that things. Sounds, that sounds like my, son. you know, Cameron. <laughs> yeah, man, <laughs> man, that little dude. His 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 friend the other day, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, gave him a sweater. Uh-huh. So this is like a Jordan sweater. Or right, right, right. Man, he you would have thought they painted it on his body. I was <laughs> like, man, go take that thing off. He's like, no, I mean, I I haven't been wearing it. I said, man, bruh. Look. <laughs> You look like a ragamuffin. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. But, and I, yeah. And I think it's the, that's the key to the whole thing, especially when it comes to not just conversations with kids, but conversations with people. It's just, you know, building that relationship. And I try to do that with my students through the vehicle of sports and, you know, getting this math curriculum across. Hey, man. Hey, however, however they get it, you know, How, however they get it. You, you probably like me probably didn't have the most interesting or entertaining teachers, let alone math. I had teachers that straight up told me that I wasn't going to be good at math. How about that? Like, yet alone teach. It. Right. So it's one of those things where it's like, look at I, me now. Look at me now. You know, I just take it as a personal, you know, uh, a, a personal, you know, goal is to, you know, make kids better at math, you know, and, and, and things of that nature. Um, You know, we're both married. So spend a little bit of time with the wife, you know, doing, you know, stuff around the house and, you know, just figuring it out, you know, what's going on with our summers, these trips coming up, and I know I you're know. going to. I know you're going to Hawaii, man. I'll be putting all my business out. There. No, I'm just yeah, you're yeah. going to Hawaii. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to Thailand, and you know we just like to travel, and you're trying to trying to get this stuff done while we're young. So, matter of fact, let's segue into talk to us about you. What's going on with you, dude? Um, it's the same old, same old. Going to work, right? Long, long commute in yeah. a DC area. Yes, sir. Anybody who's been here for 15 minutes can understand that. I get it. Um, you know, just 
normal daily grind, you know, dealing with, you know, the, the kids and mm-hmm. everything else that goes along with it. Mm-hmm. Um, just normal stuff. We were actually planning, um, you know, I told you in the backyard we're going to move, you know, push that fence out. Yes, sir. So we were talking about putting a pool back there mm-hmm. and some other stuff. So, you know, so you know, we've been kicking some ideas back and forth about that. So that's it's probably been like the biggest thing, at least since the last time, right. you know, we've been here, yes, uh, sir. you know, laying it down for everybody. Absolutely. But yeah, I mean, other than that, no. Hey, the weather has been nice. Well, the weather's, except for the one day. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was, I, I was about to put the cart before the horse, but I was like, man, it would, I don't remember what day it was, but it was, it was warm enough. Uh, because we were out on the back. And I remember I had texted you. Yeah. Uh, Sunday. Yeah, yeah it, it was, was Sunday. It was Sunday. Yeah, man. So we were out there, you know, straightening up the backyard and everything. So mm-hmm. I was like, man, I came up out my sweater. I was like, oh. <laughs> so I so I look over at Chrissy. I was like, man, it's is it spring yet? Oh yeah. I was like, man, it's about that time. <laughs> start start booking these tea times. Yeah, I got it. Right. Now I got to get the the rust. Out of them clubs. Yeah, man. Get your tiger on. Hopefully. I mean, believe it or not, man, like as much as I like to play golf, clearly I, I don't like to watch golf. Uh-huh. Like when I'm when I'm with my dad, I'll watch golf, you know right. what I mean? Because that's his thing. Right. Um we might as well just call it watching Tiger. Watching Tiger. That's, that's basically what it is. <laughs> we watch golf, it's because Tiger's doing well. That's why we all watch golf. That's the only reason. Right. So <laughs> but but I do enjoy playing. But yeah. believe it or not, I actually Man, I don't even remember the last time I swung a club. Mm-hmm. I want to say it was well over two years ago. Right. So we got Cameron some clubs. Oh, um, nice. For Christmas. Nice. Mm-hmm. School that man. So, yeah. So I'm going to get them out there. Like I said, you know, it's warming up. But yeah, like I said, other than that, man, it's it's just been same old grind, same, same old, old grind. Same old. So, man, speaking of what, what have we been doing as of late, mm-hmm. uh, man. What you been watching? What's 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 going on in Williams' household? Man, look, um, we've been watching a lot of this. Um, I guess you can call it a, a TV series called Widowed. It's on. Um, I never heard of it. Uh, my wife came home one day and said, "He said we." We. He said she said we have to watch this. You know, it's one of those. Um, I guess you can call it a like mystery thriller type. Um shows where you're literally just in suspense the whole time because it has to deal with the husband who was in an electric plane crash and disappeared and okay know. so it's wait, wait wait so is it like acting or based on like a real it's it's, it's acting it's oh. not it's, it's just just straight up drama oh okay, you know? yeah He's, i didn't know if it's like a documentary everybody's oh yeah everybody, everybody's on their documentary stage <laughs> right now but yeah it's just literally just this this guy who you know disappears leaves his wife for three years she goes to africa like kills four guys, finds them, and it turns out that you know has another family. It's a whole mess, but oh, yeah, Widowed is definitely that series that's that's pretty legit. And we're on our like latest episode that it might be the end of the season. I don't know episode seven, so we're probably gonna, I'm probably gonna leave here and then you know watch that tonight. What um speaking of watching tonight, we got our show that comes on every Tuesday. This yeah. is us. Mm-hmm. Um, all all I had to do is get the tissues ready for her. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's <laughs> get, automatic. Get some snacks and a drink for me. Yes, sir. And yeah, I mean, but it's a it's it's a great show. It is um, a good show because we watch that too. Um, yeah. My wife's in love with Randall. Um, <laughs> I just hope we never run into this man on the street, right? Because <laughs> we go we go we go we go cross that street, <laughs> keep it pushing. But yeah, it's a it's a really good show. You know, it, it's it's definitely relatable to a lot of families and a yeah. lot of the situations that they go through. So I totally get it. 
Yeah, and then we've been um so I hate this stupid show. It's <laughs> American Idol, right? Oh, dude. It was the same thing with um what's that the one that just ended the America's Got Talent? No, it's the one the mask the, singer. Oh, the mask singer. So I like that show. Yeah, so it sucks, right? <laughs> I, I mean, like it. I mean it just does. But, All right. But it pulls you in. It keeps you in suspense because you yeah, want to know who's behind like, that mask. Who is under that pineapple? You know what I mean? Right. Who's the hippo? They had who's cheech. the monster? Yeah. So, you know what I mean? So, that's how I feel about American Idol. I mean, I, I was in it when, uh, not, not in it because I can't sing, but <laughs> what I'm, like, I was into it back when it first came out. Right. I used to watch it with my parents, my sister. Right. right. Blah, blah, blah. You grow up. The show is old. Mm-hmm. It's played out to me, so moved on. But last season, we started watching it, mm-hmm. um, and then there's nothing else on, really. Nothing else so on. So we started watching that. I think it started a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And then my all-time favorite show is The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, this last episode mm-hmm. had my blood pressure through the roof. God bless you, because I was so angry when I, I I used to watch the show. I used to be on that like man, what was it get, like every Sunday that yeah. they put bro man, when they killed off Glenn when Lucille took Glenn out. I was done. I said no more. This man my came friend. back from like cancer and death, <laughs> <laughs> and he was going he was going to sit there and Ken Griffey his head off with Lucille. Right. I couldn't do it. I said yeah. you know what that's that's tugging at my heartstrings. I can't do it no more. Yeah. So <laughs> so my friend Jonathan, that, it was the same thing. And right. He used to be like, boy, if they kill my man Glenn. <laughs> I'm done with this show. I was like, come on, man. And so, right. Yeah, but, and I haven't checked back in with him, but I'm pretty sure he has not watched since then either. Right. I was, so I used to be like that. I was like, man, if they kill my man Rick, if, you know, <laughs> it's if, over. Yeah, because, you know, Rick get that look in his eye. Like, somebody's going to die today. Somebody's dying today. Right. So, so I was like, man, well, if Rick goes, that's the show. That's the whole show. They ain't going to kill nope. Rick. Rick gone. Right. <laughs> So, I mean, hey, who, whoever isn't up on, you know, the current episodes, tough. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Rick gone. <laughs> Rick gone. So, so they fast forward like six years or, or, or what have you. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm hooked on that show. It doesn't matter. Come hella high water. I'm going to watch that show. So, I, I'll tell you what. It is very well directed. It's, yeah. it's very well organized. It's very well plotted. It's a, it's a great show. Oh, yeah. Yep. So I'm, I, I was watching that one. I knew something was going to happen. Something big because... Mm-hmm. It's just been like kind of pulling you along the last couple couple episodes. Right. I was like, man, it's just boring. I was like, come on, man, get into it. Man, they didn't kid a whole bunch of people. I was <laughs> like, oh no, it's offing everybody. Yeah, was, everybody catching one. Man, I was like, yeah. I, was, I told my wife, I said, no. Yeah. I was like, I know they, I, I no, but hey, they did. So mm-hmm. anyway, so yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what I'm watching. When did we go? So we ended up going to see Us. Yes, that sir. That was on, when did we go? Saturday. We went and saw that Saturday. Yo, that was pretty good. It was a dope movie, but I think we both made the mistake of comparing that to Get Out. Get Out. Which I think is only natural because same director. Same director. And same genre. Same so genre. you you're going to compare it now. Once you got your butt in that seat and you were watching it, nothing to do with the other ones, nothing like it. No. What goes through that man's head is beyond me. Genius. <laughs> He's genius. a genius. It's crazy. Because there's so much of that movie you can miss. Now, we're not going to spoil it or anything like that. 
But there's so much of that movie that you can miss if you're not paying attention. You have to pay Me, attention to every part. I'm fat. I was worried about my popcorn. <laughs> and, and then, I look, I already told you, and everybody out in podcast land, if you don't know, you're about to now. I'm a, you know what, when it comes to scary movies, I don't care. I don't try to hide it, whatever. So I told Marcus, I said, man, you trying to go see that movie? <laughs> I was like, hey, it was something to do. My wife was out of town visiting family. You know, yours was busy. People, you don't understand the level of... <laughs> Like disclaimer, like this dude had a full like TV disclaimer to you know not watching any horror films. Like he just Look. broke the whole situation down. And I was like, no, we Look. still got to see it though. But yeah, but, <laughs> man, I've been that way since still I see it. Though. Yeah, since I was a kid. I mean, right. You asked my mom, I'm not playing. And right. Some gets a little too serious. So when I was a kid, you know, mm-hmm. I used to cover my eyes right. and turn and, and all that stuff. And I said, man, like you getting older, like you grown, like. You- <laughs> so what I do now? You got bills, I, especially. No, <laughs> <laughs> Especially in in the theater, right? I won't like look away or try mm-hmm. to look scared. I'll be so subtle with it, like because you know the music or, or whatever. Like, like, oh man, it's something about to jump out, something about to pop off. If I don't feel like being scared, I just look down, right? But my head is still straight. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, you know, so we went into it. I was thinking it was going to be a whole lot, you know, scarier. Was not. Um, it's a good movie, but it's a good movie. But mm-hmm. I left there mm-hmm. with. Like, you know, you're just kind of playing parts and moving. Like, wait, hold up. So you start thinking about it. And I was like, ah. And, and I, then, you know, I did a little reading or whatever. And I some, think that lends itself to the genius of this movie, though. It's the fact that oh, yeah. you left there thinking, what if or did I miss something? Or is right. there going to be another movie? And I think that's the whole genius behind what Jordan Peele does. He always leaves you thinking about the movie. Like you're, you're like, I went home to my wife and was just breaking down each part and why such and such happened. And then, you know, my wife's actually a school based therapist. So she's going into all, you know, the psychological pieces of the movie and everything. But yeah, it's just like that he's did it again. Jordan Peele did it again. It's one of those classic thrillers that you need to watch. It's just that well put together. It's that well directed. The cast was amazing. Oh, yeah. From start to finish, it was a great movie. Yeah. Hey, shout out to my friend George. He was in the background of that movie. Facts. California 831. There we That's go. where I grew up. Like I said in the first episode, California. Mm. Hey, DC area now all day. There we go. So if if you're just listening to our podcast for the first time, mm-hmm. okay, so we're called Average uh, Sports Guys. Something nothing like of what, <laughs> nothing <laughs> of what we just talked about really had anything to do with sports. So we're going to pivot into that with- the state of the NFC East. Marcus, tell us about them Eagles. So these Eagles, man, I have to give it up to Howie Roseman because last time I looked, we still have the most cap space tell in our division. Tell who Howie Roseman is because, uh, you know, Skins fans, we don't give a damn. Howie Roseman is a great GM. Um, I think, you know. I will, I will give him that. Because it's it, – what turned the fire on inside of this guy was him getting put in the corner office, you know, after the whole Chip Kelly situation where he's just, you know, getting rid of everybody and everything and, and, and making all these crazy moves and stuff like that. And he had, you know, he had no say in anything. Mm-hmm. I think he came out of that back room, like Jason Kelsey said, and said, you know what? We're going to build a championship squad. Um, we're going to, you know, be, we're going to, we're going to make sure we're under the cap. We're going to get the best guys available and we're going to build a culture. You know, of, of players that want to win and want to be successful. And, you know, they, and we want to make this whole thing a brotherhood because, you know, Philadelphia is the city of brother, brotherly love and everything. So, well, um, that's, 
We'll get into that another day. Right. Brotherly love, my you know what. That is, <laughs> that is some that is some false advertising. Anyway, hey man, man, I had to throw it in there. I had to had to had to put that plug in there. You know I'm from the area. Hey man. But as far as our moves though, um, you know, we've you know, as you know, we've we've we picked up Deshaun Jackson, we we brought him back, but other moves that we have made, we have actually gone out and re signed Vinnie Curry. Mm-hmm. That man was a part of the championship squad. He was a part of the seven man front rotation. Which is great. Uh, we re-signed Darby, but the thing about Ronald Darby is, you know, he's coming back from that injury. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's an ACL injury, and apparently, what happened when he visited, you know, Kansas City, he didn't pass their physical. So, you know, he thought the next best thing, you know, I'm, I'm just going to come back to Philly, you know, you know, come come back on this one year, prove it, and and show that I still got it. Mm-hmm. And when he was healthy, I want to say about middle of the season on, he did he did make some like stellar plays, and like I said, he was a part of the championship squad. Um, so we also signed Andrew Sendejo. And in my opinion, he's a good third safety. Um, but the problem with Andrew Sendejo right now, you know, in coming to Philly is the fact that as soon as this guy evolved the plane, everybody was talking about how did it feel to get ran over by my man LeGarrette Blunt? Like, were you okay? Like, were he's you from breathing? Minnesota, right? Yeah, he's from Minnesota. He was yeah. a Minnesota Viking. They're just like, <laughs> so you okay? Were you breathing? Did you need to take take a breather? Like, what was going on through your head? Like, did you pull up? Like, what's what's going on? Like, how does it feel to get ran over by that much of a force? Oh man! But it, yeah, like he got it for like three, four days straight. <laughs> but in my opinion, he's he's a good third safety. You know, uh-huh. I think he's an upgrade over Corey Graham. Totally. Um, he likes to, you know, he's he's a little bit of a ball hawk. Um, he can tackle, just not like Eric Blunt. Um, he could just, you know, he's just that third guy that if you want to throw some exotic looks at, you know, opposing offenses, that's the guy you're going to bring in as your strong safety. And then you're going to have, uh, Malcolm Jenkins drop down and, 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 and do some crazy things there. But that I was a huge pickup. Get his eagle on <laughs> a little bit. And you drop down and get that eagle on a little bit. So, you know, um, but I also found out with these eagles is that they're still talking to Jay Ajay. And he has, you know, gone out and he's visited, once again, Kansas City's visited different teams. I'm pretty sure he's visited the Colts, too. But I think what he's doing is trying to, you know, find a, a decent, you know, number to, you know, sign with a team and play and be able to play for him for a decent, I'm like, maybe like seven and a half minus, something like that. But at the end of the day, he's a running back that came that's coming off of a back injury mm-hmm. and then another knee issue. So it's one of those things where... Are you really going to get the money that you're asking for, especially coming off of two, ma- two, in my opinion, for a running back, two major injuries like that after having previous injuries with, you know, the Dolphins? No, you're not going to get that money. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure Howie Rosen was like, hey, man, you know, you can come back here on one year, prove it and then go somewhere else. Because at the end of the day, you know, and we're going to get more into this in, in, in later in the episode or later episodes, but um, we need a running back. That's one of our biggest needs, dude. Like. I get it. You know, we have, you know, Corey Clement. I get it. We have, you know, Josh Adams, who for a, a period of four or five games actually showed up. But I think what we need to do to keep Carson Wentz healthy is to have that one guy in the backfield that you have to account for on every play. Right. And um, my last piece of, you know, Eagles news is the fact that J-Mac retired, man. Yeah. After heard, 10 seasons, yeah. J-Mac is done. And I tell you, he is, in my opinion, um, one of the best Eagles receivers that in my lifetime that I've ever seen. Um, dude has just these are just Eagle stats, 36 touchdowns, and he has 13 100 yard games with the Eagles. Oh, wow. That's that's a big deal. 
Um, I remember him and Donovan McNabb and even Djax on the other side, they were just blowing up defenses because he had speed, he had hands, and he was a true number one for us. He was he was a really good receiver. I really I really appreciated what he did for our franchise. Right. Great guy. And I disrespect what he did to our <laughs> franchise. And I appreciated when he left. Absolutely. I'll give you that. <laughs> no, yeah, you know, they Godspeed to him. Congrats uh-huh. on a good career. Absolutely. And he's so. leaving with his and, you know, he's leaving with his health. You know, he's not banged up. He's not like, you know, in a situation where he can't go off and do other things. I right. mean, granted he has been injured. Well, of but course, in, in anybody playing the game, you're, you're going to be injured. Home. But yeah. you know, he he hung it up on his terms, is what I'm trying to say. Basically. Right? No, 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 for sure. Right? I mean, I mean, which is good because not everybody can say the same. No, not yeah. at all. Not at all. All right, so let's get into the Washington Redskins. So skins, yeah, man. Look, <laughs> I was on Twitter the other day, uh-huh. and I saw everything was like blown up, blown up, blown up. All the stuff with Colt McCoy. Mm-hmm. So I just kept seeing his name coming across the the. You know, the hashtags and all that other crap. So I, I started looking into it, and then somebody had posted the video. I guess he was, you know, uh, at uh, what do they call it? The Indy cars or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, NASCAR. And, yeah. Bit. Well, no, no. So it, it, it was Indy. Okay. It was like the Indy car because in he did the drivers. Oh, okay, engine, okay, okay. You know, whatever. And I'm just looking, I said, that man is on crutches. I said, okay, so now I get it mm-hmm. why everybody was tripping. Because you remember, he mm-hmm. broke his leg in a game against y'all. Yeah, that was a freak accident, though. That was like a random shoulder to his leg and it snapped. Right. And yeah, that was like all of three minutes after Alex Smith broke his leg. But, right. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, so then, you know, Jay Gruden and everybody was at press conferences thereafter. Yes, sir. Oh, it's it's this, it's that. You know, he'll have his procedure right away. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because we were still, oddly enough, and as funny as it is now, um, essentially in contention to to make a playoff push. Yeah. So they were saying, okay, well, you know, he'll essentially be healthy enough to come back right. and play in that last game of the season if needed and or should, should we have made it in the playoffs. So right. anyway, so we're thinking like, okay – they were reporting him running. He was mm-hmm. doing this. He was doing that. And mm-hmm. then to see him in crutches. Now, the first thing I thought, honestly, was, okay, he had a cleanup procedure. Right. Right. Which we all know is, is you know, that covers the sport and, and, and follows it and, and all that stuff. Like, mm-hmm. you, you hear about it all the time, whether it's guys with ACLs, they'll go back in, get stuff cleaned up. Yeah. Them tearing something or breaking something is not like you and I. Not at all. Best doctors you, in the world. Right. You know, uh, over, overly cautious. Yes. Um, so anyway, so that was the first thing I thought, but I got a kick out of reading all the, all, all the comments and all the stuff. Mm-hmm. People were like, Oh, that's why they went out and got Case Keenum and, mm-hmm. you know, this and that. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one of the, one of the, the Redskins beat reporters, uh, I believe it was, I can't remember. So I won't say the name, but they had said, Essentially, the Redskins have more quarterbacks on the roster in uh, on crutches than they don't. So you got oh, Alex wow. Smith, That's Alex true. Smith, wow. and Cole McCoy, and then there's Case Keenum. Yeah. And so I was like, oh man. But mm-hmm. again, I got a kick out of listening to all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now uh, is going. Let's see. In Phoenix is the league like spring meetings or whatever. So right, you right, all right. the owners and yes, coaches and, and all that stuff. So. Um, you know, they had asked uh, Jay Gruden about like the quarterback stuff because you know, mm-hmm. obviously, you know, we we definitely need one of those guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so they had asked him, and he was essentially saying, you know, oh, you know, we're looking at all the positions, this and that. You PC. know, not 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 really essentially like tipping his hand and right. You know, and they getting into like 
other questions about like the roster and players draft right. needs the whole need you know and again he just gave the standard answer right. of um i'm just gonna coach whoever's on the roster blah 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 like uh, you should right so i mean other than that i mean skins it's kind of it's kind of been quiet on on the on on the home front, if you will. Um, obviously, like I said, we signed Landon Collins. He's not going to wear 21. Mm-hmm. Thank God. Don't put that pressure on yourself. Right. Apparently, he's going to wear 36. Okay. Which is Sean's other number. Right. And I was, and I was going to talk to you about that because it's one of those things where, okay, if, if the fan base and the family's like, well, we only want you to wear 21, we'll wear, he also wore other numbers. And I like the idea that he's going to honor them in a different number. Right. Not, not not necessarily the one that he used in the, with the Redskins, but you know, you know, he was really a huge Sean Taylor fan. So I I totally kudos to him. I hope he plays well, just oh. not against us. Oh, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. So he yeah. So uh, apparently he'll he'll wear thirty six. I, I haven't like, good for him. Followed back up on it to confirm that that's the number. But there was an event at Redskins uh, Park, nice. and I saw it on on Twitter. That's why I call my hot sheets. That's where I, facts. That's where I get a lot of stuff. Right. Um, but yeah, so this guy had posted a picture that uh, Landon Collins, you know, took like with his kid, signed his ball, mm-hmm. and it said Landon Collins and it said thirty six on the ball. So, so I'm thinking like, okay, well that's a done deal. But again, done deal for him, for the organization, for the players that played with Sean and uh-huh. all that stuff. Uh, Clinton Portis actually had a pretty good breakdown of it and, right. and why he said, you know, essentially, hell no, like he shouldn't wear 21. Mm-hmm. And and he wasn't sliding Landon Collins, but he was just saying like, A, why do that to yourself? Right. You just put that pressure on him because the first time he gets torched or he, gets he misses burned. a tackle or, you know, something, whatever. Or for his neck. Or, I mean, he could be playing decent and the skins are 0-3, whatever, you know, say we're, you know, 1-4 or, mm-hmm. excuse me, 1-3 for the through the first four. Um then starts this, you know, people's all the chatter will be running and, and they're mm-hmm. like, oh, he's he's disrespecting 21, da, 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 da. Right. So CP made a good comment. He was like, why doesn't the Redskins just actually officially retire the number? Because right. they don't. They don't do that for some reason. I don't know why. But so moving on from that, like I said, I'm just happy. Landon Collins won't be wearing 21. I'm happy for him. I don't care. I'm cool <laughs> with it. He's a, he's he's a vet. He he's a good locker right. room guy. He's yeah. he's, he's definitely going to do his thing. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I mean, other than that, yeah. Uh. Just I've been kind of diving into like Redskins need, and mm. obviously it's well documented. Receiver. It, yeah. We definitely need that. I would say quarterback number one. You cannot go into training camp with just those two. Right. Um, those two meaning Case Keenum and Colt McCoy. Right. Colt McCoy will be ready. Mm-hmm. Colt McCoy will be ready. Right. So everybody can relax. He's going to be fine. He'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Now, once the season starts, he will not be fine. Right. His track record is proven. And again, bless his heart. I mean, he goes out there. I mean, he, he is Texas football through and through. Having said that, with him and Keenum, they need somebody else. Whether, you know, right. we hear the reports, okay, skins are in, you know, they're going to trade um, for Rosen, whatever. Right. Assuming Arizona takes Kyler at number one. Right. Um, I don't know. Uh, they were recently linked to um, Haskins. Mm-hmm. But these national guys that, that cover the NFL, right. they're always so quick to say, well, you know, Washington is linked to so-and-so and da-da-da. Because people leak that crap. Right. Because back in the day, you know, Washington – Everybody knew, okay, well, if you want a payday, go to D.C. Mm-hmm. Man, Snyder and Bruce Allen have essentially been out of that game for, right. damn, for 
years. Right. So why they keep doing that, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Now, I do think, I mean, they're going to have to do something uh, right. to address quarterback position. I still think we need another safety. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they feel good about rolling with, um, what's dude? Is it Nicholson, Monte Nicholson? I think so, yeah. He got himself arrested. Again, I think we I touched on that in the first podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, I would their safety. That's not my biggest concern. Mm-hmm. Again, um quarterback, wide receiver. I'm cool with going out and getting the offensive lineman. You know, Trent oh, yeah. Trent's getting older. Oh, yeah. I mean, we had again a bazillion line combinations last year with right. injuries and stuff like that. So right. I'm cool with that. Edge rusher. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of them in the draft. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're loaded. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, I'm not too concerned, essentially, with corner. The reason I say that is um, I listen to Santana Moss. Everybody knows who Santana is. You got to listen to Santana Moss. Santana, man. He and 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 I have been thinking this for years, and I would hear him on you know some local radio shows. Mm. Now him and um, Travis Thomas have their own you know podcast. Shout right. out to them. Yeah. Uh, but Santana always says you build you build your offense and defense with the big guys like up front. Oh, so absolutely. essentially, bro. Essentially, if your front seven is legit, mm-hmm. you and I could be corners. Yeah. It exactly. doesn't matter 100%. because you're going to disrupt the timing of the quarterback. You're going to throw him off. You're yes, not sir. giving him that that time to just stand back there and be a statue and throw the ball around. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Obviously, we'll have enough you know, DBs to fill the roster. Josh Norman, I, is he worth all the big money right now? No, but he's not going to restructure his deal. No. Which, whatever. Okay. Keep him, which that is one thing I did hear that the some people within the organization are kind of growing tired of Josh Norman being mm-hmm. essentially Josh Norman. Um yeah. And, and and they want to move on from him. Obviously, you can save a ton of money if you release him. Well, I don't know about a ton because I don't know what his cap hit would be. Mm-hmm. But either way, I say, okay, roll with him. That's mm-hmm. fine. Right. Again, we still have, you know, we have enough to fill out the the roster. So getting back to what I think is a need. So there's quarterback, wide mm-hmm. receiver, mm-hmm. offensive line, tight end, man. There's yeah. some good tight ends coming yeah. out. Jordan Reed obviously is hurt. Yeah. I think when it's all said and done, they'll get rid of Vernon Davis. Mm-hmm. Um, I like him though. He's, oh, I know. He's, he's I just he's just old. Yeah, yeah, old, old, old faithful. But it's funny right. that he's old. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm 33 and he's I think he's like 36 or something like that. So, but like, also look at guys like Antonio Gates. That man's like what 39, 44, like between 39 and like 43. Dude, still catching balls like it's nothing. Right. I mean, yeah. he's got to be at least a hundred, something like that. I think I was six when he came in. No, <laughs> but, nah, but yeah, I, I totally agree with the whole tight end situation. But yeah, I mean, as far as like, like I said though, but but if if they are going to stick to defense, which I mean, we we're going to need playmakers. But again, you go with defense. I'm cool beefing up the defensive line. Right. You know, we already have a good nucleus, good young core mm-hmm. uh, with the guys that we have. But I'm fine with that. But again, edge rusher. Preston Smith is gone. Mm-hmm. You got Kerrigan on one side. Right. I don't know if they're going to try to slide Ryan Anderson over. Okay. You know okay. what I mean? Um, I get that. But, yeah, so, hey, let's let's get into them Dallas Cowboys and what they got going on. Man, let's talk about this dumpster fire. That's the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys. When I say dumpster fire, um, I, I mean – Here's how I'm going to look at it. So they gave up. Let's start off with the Amari Cooper trade. They gave up a first rounder for Amari Cooper. Um, some may agree. Some may not agree. 
as of right now, I can't disagree with that move because right. yeah. they did end up in the playoffs mm-hmm. and he did make he did make plays for them. Right. But on the back end, their issue is they don't have a first round pick right now. So they actually pick after us at 58, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So and before that, we actually have two second round picks. We have picked 53 and 57. So they're yeah, literally sit- today, So yeah. they're sitting behind so many people. So what are you essentially going to get? Obviously, they're going to have to go to the defensive end, which gets me to the, my next point of my dumpster fire argument. What's up with their culture and people either getting caught for, you know, abusing or being fined or uh, suspended for the substance abuse policy of, of just smoking weed or just going out and doing dumb stuff? Right. Like, I don't understand what goes on inside of that culture to where everybody that goes to Dallas think they can get away with anything. Man, it, but but it's been that way forever s- since I was a kid. Man, check this out. We, we, we let go of Nolan Carroll a few years back. This dude gets <laughs> out there to a party. To celebrate the fact that they signed Nolan Carroll, he gets pulled over for a suspected DWI that same week. And it's one of those things where it's like, what are you going to do as an organization to keep your players on the field? Which leads me into my next point. Um, Randy Gregory, this guy is suspended. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I'm pretty sure it's for the substance abuse issue with the weed and everything. Right. And... I looked up a stat on, I'm pretty sure it was SI.com, where he's been suspended for more games than he's played. Oh, he's man. been suspended for 30 games. <laughs> he's played 28. I'm going to say it one more time. He's been, he's been suspended for 30, wow. but he's played 28. That's just one guy. And then you get into most recently David Irving. This guy, once again, sus- suspended for weed and it, uh, reportedly, allegedly, that, you know, that in his conversations with Jason Garrett, Jason Garrett basically said, you know, if, if you want to go ahead and, and smoke the ganj, you, you can go ahead and quit. But in my head, with this, this whole weed situation, um, for me, it's the, the conversation is honestly just making hundreds of millions of dollars. Right. Or smoking weed. I'm going to make hundreds of millions of dollars while I can. I don't think it's that hard of a choice. I mean, you do what you want, whatever, when you leave. I don't agree with it. But it's one of those things where you're here to do a job. I mean, you have teammates. You you have. There's a little bit of accountability there, actually, in my opinion. A whole lot of accountability there. Right. What do you say to your teammates, especially on the defensive side, that, oh, I was suspended again. Oh, I got caught with this. I got caught with that. Mm-hmm. Over some nut stuff. Right. There's David Irving. And then, you know, and in, in retrospect with all that, they had to franchise D-Law. And, D- and DeMarcus Lawrence is like, dude, don't franchise me. I need my money. <laughs> so this guy's even talking about sitting out like I need my cash I don't want that franchise tag right. so you're left with essentially D-Law and Taco Charlton let me talk about this dude Taco he was a first round pick right. first round pick supposed to be a stud mm-hmm. four sacks in three seasons I'm gonna say four sacks wow. in three seasons talk about a bust right he, uh, you got to do something, and I honestly think you know if something was gonna blow up on that defensive line, it had to be this year because this draft is full of defensive linemen and defensive players. Um, so that's it's one of it's one of those things where I think they're gonna they're, they're still gonna work out to be okay, but their biggest issue right now, in my opinion, is that defensive line. Because I tell you what, if you think for a second that nobody on as far as right now just getting their their preseason, you know, schemes and things together. Mm-hmm. And looking at the Cowboys, especially in our division in the NFC East, 
If you honestly think we aren't scheming to, to put run games together, just run it down our throats right now. Oh got, yeah. 100%. We got to do that because as of right now, there's nobody that scares us. I mean, I mean, as far as their front, I mean, they still have, you know, Vander Esch. They still have Sean. They still have Sean Lee there, but at the same time. Part time. Part time, part time, Sean Lee. Yeah, he's only good for six games, (laughs) but you know, it's one of those things where it's, it's, there's, there's just so much going wrong with just not just their defense, but the culture. And then on top of that, I mean, granted, they still, I'm pretty sure they'll have around like 20 million in cap space, but this leads me to my next point. They have to pay Ezekiel Elliott. Yep. And Dak Prescott. And I tell you what, Dak Prescott, he, he's on the record for saying, I'm not taking a pay cut. Right. I, I want, I want what, what that guy's getting. Right. You know, I need that, I need that 45 guaranteed. I need that 50. I need that 60, 60 mil guaranteed. I'm not taking a pay cut. And in my opinion, if the Cowboys were smart, they would pay Zeke and franchise Dak that fifth year. That's what I would do. Because at the end of the day, who's your workhorse? Who's the one that's, Zeke. that's opening up your offense? It's, Zeke. it's Ezekiel Elliott. Well, here's the thing with that though, because I think we were, we were talking about, we, we were talking about it a little somewhere. bit. Right. So now if essentially if you go and you pay Zeke, mm-hmm. it'll be, I don't know that it'd be smart to franchise, um, uh, Dak. Right. Because I mean, whatever that is, mm-hmm. it was like 20 something million. 20, it's, it's wrong. Yeah. 20, 25. And that's a straight cap hit. That's a straight cap. That's true. So I get that. My thing is, obviously, you got to. What is it? Are are they both playing the last year of their deal? This is the last year of their deal. Yes. So this Ze- year four. So Zeke was first round pick. First them, round right? pick. So they should be able to exercise a fifth year option. Yes, so they, they should can essentially kick the can down the road for him. For him, and they got to figure it out with Dak. Now you could do one of two things. Okay you really look at it this year and see what they do, where they go. So they made the playoffs last year, mm-hmm. uh, made a little bit of noise, whatever. So you see what he does this year. If you're not scared or or you feel comfortable enough that, okay, he could test free agency and come mm-hmm. back, mm-hmm. then so be it. You can always transition tag him. And, yeah. you know, so I think how that works and everybody listen, I'm no cap guru. I don't pretend to be nothing. Right, right. But I believe – if they transition tag him, he can still go out, get another deal. But they have the option to match. They it. have the option to match it. That's then true. If not, yeah. then he can go. Right. Um, but essentially, let him let him go. I, honestly, for my but, yeah. Sorry to cut you off. You're good. For the sake of our division, uh-huh. sign his ass. <laughs> Give you him. know what? I didn't even think about that angle. You know what? You know, go ahead, sign his ass. Sign his ass. Sign his ass. Because sign it's him. one of those things where. I don't want them to get a good, I don't want them to get a good quarterback, you know, but I was just trying, I was trying to think from their perspective a little bit because I don't know. I just, I just think he's, he's, he's benefited from an offensive line. He's benefited from decent receivers. And to this point, he's benefited from Ezekiel. From Zeke. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's a beast. He's, I mean, so, I mean, you can stick Joe Schmo back there that can, you know, throw, throw a decent ball and he's going to be fine. I just don't think long term Dak is the answer. Um, I don't either. I, I just don't think he's that guy, and I think they need to move on from him sooner rather than later. Um, or based on this year, if he shows up or not. But honestly, I think they need to move on from him. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, we need to move on from them too. Yeah, they, you just got you just gotta you just gotta you gotta pay somebody. And there's there's a lot of guys that you you, you gotta pay. And I, in my personal opinion, still, I think you I would pay Zeke before I would pay him. And then on on a positive side, a slight positive side. 
they did go ahead and sign Randall Cobb from the Green Bay Packers. Packers but yeah. why did I say it like that? Because Randall Cobb has been missing for the past three seasons. Right. I mean, granted, he has had, I guess you can call him okay numbers for his, I think he's like 28 for, I mean, at this stage in his career, but are they really okay numbers? Cause you got to think about it. This dude's quarterback for his career was who? Aaron Rodgers, right? Aaron Rodgers, the Aaron Rodgers, the, the definition of what you would look for in a solid quarterback year in and year out. Right. But what did his numbers look like? Sub 700 yards receiving seasons for three consecutive seasons. Right. You know, and there's this going, and I'm not going to claim this, this quote at all. I'm not going to claim this at all, but everybody's saying like, this is like going from a Ferrari to a Honda Civic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You had Aaron Rodgers. Right. And now you have Dak Prescott. Right. And Cowboys Nation's like, from what I hear from my friends, they're losing their minds. Like, oh, we got Randall Cobb. We got another receiver. We're going to be good. I'm like, yeah, he but- was decent and de- okay, I guess, within the past three years with Aaron Rodgers. Right. Right. What do you think is going to I don't think he's gonna, I think he's gonna be okay, but I don't think he's gonna be Randall Cobb like they're looking at like Randall Cobb, Randall Cobb. Oh, yeah, I think no. they're gonna get 2019, 2020 Randall Cobb, not like 20, 2013, 2014 Randall well, Cobb. Well, see, so how, how I kinda <laughs> look at that is it's just how like they did what the Redskins used to do, sign these old players, mm-hmm. fan base is all excited right. because you remember back when they, we're shutting everything down. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They were at the top of the game. Yes, sir. Um, Nostalgia. Right. So I'm overall, whatever. You know, that's <laughs> that's what they want to do. It that's doesn't matter because, do. because the thing is, they're going to feature um, Amari Cooper. Right. He's a true one, in yes. my opinion. Yes, he Jason, is. Jason yes. Witten is coming back. So you know they're going to force feed him. But essentially, if you look at it, right? Right. You have a good number one. You have Zeke Elliott. You have Zeke. And then... You still have Jason Witten. I look the <laughs> say it he, with a straight face. He will do probably nothing against the rest of the league. Right. He's gonna torch us. He always finds okay. a way to to get it in on the skins. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, we have a better defense and all that. Your um, defense. I mean, like I've always give you credit for your defense, a hundred percent. So that brings us to the last team in the NFC East, which is the Giants. Um, it's, it's it's not a whole lot going on there. I mean, <laughs> well, a whole lot of bad. Well, right. <laughs> but as far as news, uh, you know, they were breaking down or just kind of like talking about what essentially effects of Odell leaving. Uh, what is that going to do, you know, for the team or to the franchise? Right. Um, I think it's good for, you know, all parties involved. Mm-hmm. It was time for him to go. I mean, Eli's on his way out, so there, you you don't have a quarterback that's gonna get him the ball right. uh, to you know let him be him. Mm-hmm. So then you're gonna have more of the diva antics and all yeah. that stuff because yeah. you know. So anyway, so so there was that. I mean, I didn't take much out of it other than I think it's good for both parties. I do think they will address the the quarterback position in the draft yeah me being armchair uh gm that's what i'm doing uh they've been linked to haskins as well 
Um, yeah, I like Haskins. He throws a pretty ball. Oh yeah, his foot his footwork's a little suspect, but he'll work on that. Right. But I, yeah, that that'd be a solid pickup for now. Yeah. So the thing with that is, so we can get into that. You know, once like I said, we're gonna try to cover you know some of these draft picks and and all of that coming up uh, leading up to the draft. But I will say, so the Giants they definitely need a quarterback. Right. Um, they definitely need wide receivers. You know, in my opinion, more than one. Mm-hmm. Um, they need to address some of their offensive line mm-hmm. um, issues, and I mean, I would even say tight end, linebacker. You know, I don't know. They're they are really much like the Redskins, where they yeah. they have holes all over the place. They do have holes all over the place. So to me, you figure out okay, what's your biggest need is QB. To me, right? You know, for them because. Eli, I mean, this is his last season. I right. Mean, just call it what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, this is last season. I mean, unless you draft some young stud. I mean, if you're if you're, you know, there and you get Haskins or, you know, Murray or who the hell ever. Um, and, you know, you get them into camp, they pick everything up right. and, and they're rolling. Then, you know, hey, sacrifice Eli's feelings, but it's a business and you move on. So that'll be interesting to see, you know, in the in the next what what are we probably four weeks away? Next four from, weeks, and then from the draft, and it's one of those things. Here's and I feel bad, you know, for the Giants because I definitely think you know the Golden Tate signing was uh you know uh, a, a sinking ship, you know, trying to save everybody and, and and save you know filling seats and stuff like that type of signing because they signed that man to thirty eight million. That's a lot. Of, I mean, I mean, that's twenty eight guaranteed, but it's one of those situations where did you really need to give him all that money? Right. It's one of those things where you really got to sit here and really think about David Gentleman because this guy, the GM, I don't know what he's been. <laughs> I, I I don't know what this dude's been doing. He's he's just been making horrible moves. They're they're in <laughs> cap hell. There's thir- they're thirty three million in dead money. Like sixteen of it's going to Odell. They got to get their lives together. Yeah. It's it's a, it's a it's a mess. Yeah, I mean, there's a whole lot going on over there. Mm-hmm. So that is the NFC East and what's going on for right now. Right. So real quick before we get out of here, uh, Marcus and I were just kind of kicking around just um, just a few names as far as draft prospects coming up. So yes, sir. We were kind of talking about um, uh, Kyler Murray, DK Metcalf, and what's the other one? Christian uh, Wilkins. Wilkins f- from uh, Clemson. So, yes, sir. so real quick, I'll get into uh, DK Metcalf. I mean, we all know his measurables was like 6'4", 230. This dude is exactly what you would see if like Calvin Johnson and T.O. like had a baby. Like this dude is a physical specimen. Yeah. So, I mean, everybody was hung up on the the stuff with the combine the the three cone drill and yeah, yeah, you yeah. know his foot slipped and, mm-hmm. and this and that so to me that comes down as a technique issue uh whether that can be worked on or or not i don't know that's going to be based on him right i think he has a lot of raw talent he has a lot of raw um, talent given his size i think people immediately think like okay well oh and woody were in uh four three three so the dude's got yes, speed he now Watching him play, mm-hmm. I didn't feel like he played as fast as his forty time. He does not, which which is not uncommon. No, like you not. see that, but I'm looking at his play speed, right? Right. He he's strong, mm-hmm. and watching him like get off the line in press coverage, right? Almost kind of reminded me of Michael Irvin back in the day, right? But he doesn't 
DK Metcalf doesn't have that that footwork and technique to get off the line the way. That's crazy that you said that because that's exactly what I was going to say. You know who reminds me of more than anybody? Who? Des Bryant. Because he was one of those guys that relied on their physical ability but didn't do their homework when it came to footwork, didn't do their homework when it came to how to look the ball into your hands and things like that. Don't get me wrong. This guy can make one-handed catches. Mm -hmm. But what's the biggest knock on this guy? There's just too many drops. Yeah, there's drops. I think he runs a very limited route tree. Hundred uh, percent, right? So, like, I was I was talking with my friend Mario, um, and he was saying that because you know everybody again they they see him, he's like an Adonis, like he's yes. a physical specimen, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? So you're just like, wow, okay. And then <laughs> and then you know he he rips off that forty times, so you're thinking like, this hey, dude's a monster. Yeah. Why why wasn't he the true number one? Why wasn't he featured down in Ole Miss? There you go. There's a reason. There's and a reason. So, like I said, you know, I spent some time pretty much like everybody else watching the highlights and, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was looking at again how he gets off the ball, how he lines up, his footwork. Right. Um, you know, how he fights through some of that stuff. Now, he he won a lot of those jump balls, those 50-50 situations. Yes, sir. If you want to be, you know, more than that. Mm-hmm. You got to do more than you that. You got to do more than that. So, like I said, him, it almost seems like he just pretty much was running go routes. It was just yeah. backyard football. You're big, Pitching you're catch. strong, go get open. Right. Okay. So, that's cool with some schools. Somebody's going to shut you down. Absolutely. Then you come in the league, somebody's going to shut you down. Right. He'll still get essentially, you know, stronger as he gets older, gets in the league, pro training, right. All that stuff. But again, so you covered, I covered it. Like I said, footwork, technique. He does need to work on his hands. But like you said, I mean, he's had some some pretty catches. Crazy catches. Jumping up one hand the whole nine. You know, but he's got to get some of the technique down. Overall, I mean, I I would take him late second. Yes. At the very earliest. That's right. just me. Um, yeah. Because there's there's other wideouts that I think will be essentially more serviceable. Mm-hmm. Um, hell, there's some tight ends I would take over him. Yeah, that, yeah. So let's get into Kyler Murray. Everybody, you know, he's the flavor of the week. He's the hot, you know, new sports car. Yeah. Everybody's breaking him down. They were freaking out. They saw him at the combine. Oh no, he measured this. He measured that. His hands and this and that because it was he was too small. He didn't weigh enough. His hands were too little and and all that stuff. To me, I don't care about his size. That's fine. Obviously, he's going to be compared to the Drew Brees, the, the Russell, Russell Wilsons. Wilsons. Yes, now, sir. Watching him, and I'll let you get more into this. But watching him in like in game, right? And that's and you know what I think the biggest thing right now you know everybody watches the combine looks for measurables and stuff like that mm-hmm. but for me my bigger testament to how good a player is going to be is when they face top tier talent in college yeah when they play the Alabamas when oh, they yeah. play you know when they play Clemson's, the Clemson's and the LSU's and things like that like yeah. that's where you're actually going to see if he's going to work out or not right this guy um I don't think he gets enough credit for how smart he is. No, I think he's, he's one smart. of the he's literally one of the smartest quarterbacks in the draft right now by far. Um, on top of that, he's very mobile. He's fast. He throws a very pretty ball, and I think that it's effortless too. It's effortless. It's a, it's a flick of the wrist. This guy throws a gorgeous ball. He's like Russell Wilson. He's a Russell Wilson with more arm talent, in my opinion. Um, he has crazy accuracy and touch on the ball, mm-hmm. but I think overall his issue unfortunately is the fact that he's such a small guy and you're gonna if you're gonna draft him you need to protect him because he's one of those guys where you don't want him getting hit a lot 
and he's going to have a short career. But if you can protect him, you guys are getting a gem. Well, so my only my only thing with that, largely I think you're right. Right. Because that'd be any quarterback, mm-hmm. straight up and down. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to protect him. Right. But he he is so shifty and, this and, dude and is mobile. This quick. And elusive. Quick. Now, you'll get some who are just lazy and will say, oh, he's, you know, he's a running quarterback. He's mm-hmm. this, he's that. No. He is a quarterback that happens to be athletic. Right. He will stand in the pocket. Right. Now, the one thing I did see, and I don't know if it's just being young mm-hmm. because we see it quite a bit, but okay. he tends to stare the receivers down. Yeah. So he gets true. away with it during the, with, with the RPOs now because as soon as he leans in to mm-hmm. fake the handoff or whatever, uh-huh. you got the defense biting on that. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's been sec. Uh, excuse me, split second. If you have a DB or a safety looking in the backfield, they see the handoff. They're crashing down. Right. His tight end, his receiver, they're boom, gone. They slip. But even even when he just is in shotgun or or under center, whatever, and he drops back, like he does tend to stare down his receiver. You got to work on that. Yeah, I mean, you have QBs in the league now doing that. So again, him being smart enough, he he will learn obviously the tempo of the game right. and, and and just how fast it is, and he will see just how good those DBs are and those safeties are right. and their closing speed and all that. But yeah, overall, I mean, he has an extremely high ceiling. Extremely high um, ceiling. It's it's a gamble, it's a risk, but it's that way with anybody. So right. again, I don't let the size like scare me mm. if. He fits what I do, right. or I can do what suits him. Get him. Then, then you go out and you get him. Ultimately, make the decision. If that's your guy, that's your guy. You go get him. You don't worry about it. Right. You know what I mean. And the, my last point is that I don't buy this this thing about him not being a leader or hasn't proven it yet. This dude was the quarterback of a great football team. Um, I don't buy that for a second. To be a quarterback of any college football team, any top one of those top squads in the NCAA, um, you have to be a leader. You can't sit mm-hmm. back and be quiet. Um, I think out in public, he may be more of a quiet guy, but in that locker room, I'm guaranteeing he's 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 barking, he's yelling, he's he's snapping, he's doing what he needs to do to get his guys riled and ready to play that football game. So Well, I mean maybe. Uh not not every quote unquote leader mm-hmm. is is the rah rah guy. Again, we're not in the locker room. We don't know. All don't reports know. coming out of the locker room is he's well liked. Right. Um all that stuff. Yeah. He essentially seems to be, you know, uh put himself away like mm-hmm. from the media, all that stuff. Which I think is so very what? smart. Yeah, so what? Because like, you're only being caught in the nonsense. Well and because of this 24-hour access now with social the social media, medias and, and, no and instant this and that and all that stuff, like we do get like this behind-the-scenes access to so many people that it's almost like a given. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. well, why doesn't he want to talk to the media? I deserved it. Well, you don't deserve shit. Like, it's him. Yeah. It's his life, however he wants to do it. And mm-hmm. people were jumping on him because of that bad interview um that he had. Um and you know, he was looking to his dad for answers and this and that. And he right. just was very, well, I don't know what I'm gonna do yet. I don't play baseball, I don't play football. Oh no, whatever. Who cares? Like, here we are. He committed, he went to the combine, he he, he wants did to fine. play football. Pro day was good. Yeah. Looks good. Somebody's gonna get him. Ultimately, you put him in a good system, you protect him. I think he's gonna be fine. Right. So let's get into Wilkins. Christian Wilkins from Clemson. 
This guy is 6'3", 315-pound beast. Um, this guy is a monster. Um, unfortunately, he did not play in the national championship due to issues with um, PED use and things of that nature. But from what I hear, you know, overall, when it comes to this guy, he's he's a leader. Mm-hmm. Um, he's one of those guys that, you know, that rallies everybody on the defensive line. He makes plays. Um, he is a force. Um, this guy is, he has crazy off the ball quickness. He has legit reaction time, uh, from the games that I've seen, you know, where he's playing like legit talent. Once again, he's a man among boys. He can push people around. He does, he does command double teams. Oh yeah. Um, but with that being said, um, he does have issues with offensive linemen that have more length than him. He does have issues sometimes with, you know, fighting through double teams, but Overall, if I had the choice, if he was sitting there, second round, mm-hmm. and he falls to us, I'm taking him. This guy is definitely a guy you want to have on your team. He is a force. This guy is a problem. He eats people. Yeah, and and same thing with him. And I was I was watching a little tape on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean shooting the gaps. He's he's for his size and he's quick. Right. He gets in the backfield. He's got a knack to chase down. The, the ball carrier. I would oh, say, absolutely. You see strip sacks. You see him snatch up running backs trying to come out of the backfield. Snatch up quarterbacks. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, overall, I mean, I would kind of grade him out where, where, where you had him. Yeah. Um, I think there's some, I think there's some other players you can get better value, mm-hmm. um, you know, for earlier for a higher pick. Yeah. But, hey. So, hey, so those are the three that we broke down. Uh, tune in next week and, and we'll give you three more. Uh, so hey, check us out. Uh, go to YouTube. Um, go to our website, averageportsguys.com. But go to YouTube, subscribe, like, leave a comment. Yes, sir. Same thing with Twitter, Facebook, whatever. Uh, so hey, we got to get out of here. I'm Eddie. This is Marcus. And we're the average sports guys. Yeah.